Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of The Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. What's going on, everybody? America Unplugged. Welcome back. Hope everybody is doing well. My name is Billy Ray Valentine from the Bronx, New York, and I am sitting next to, not really sitting next to, but I like to imagine like that's the case or whatever, but right, right to the, I guess it's to the right of me or to the left of me, depending on what you're seeing. <laughs> Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. What's going on, sir? How you doing? I'm doing great, Billy. It's, uh, it's good to be with you and Don, and I'm I'm broadcasting from the Main Street Mall in downtown Denison, Texas. And I, I told my audience yesterday, I filled in for David Knight, and I said, uh, behind me, you won't see any books. But it doesn't mean I still don't have my books on my normal bookshelf from Branson. Uh, I'm going to have to do something about that. But yeah, I'm ready for the show. Uh, look forward to all the things we're going to break down. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I'm going to get a bookshelf, put it behind me too, just so I could be like Tony. But they're not going to be real books. They're just going to be like built-in books that you can't really take out. <laughs> you know, that's going to be cool. All right, Don Jeffries, what's going on? The legendary, welcome back. How you doing, sir? Okay, well, I got my books, uh, and it's pretty much my books front and center behind me, as you notice. <laughs> Conveniently, strategi <laughs> strategically placed there, but uh, always great to be with you guys. Oh, we're glad to have you. A lot has happened, of course, to talk about uh, on this show or anywhere, really, uh, the way things are unfolding. But they're trying to scare everybody into COVID again. I was talking about this with Tone, and uh, the, the headline on Drudge is, mask up New York. And I'm like, you know, and we're going to be here, you know, um, and next weekend, well, I'm, I'm here all the time, but I'm going to be here next weekend. So I have a firsthand look at, at what's going on in New York. There's nobody wearing any mask. You know, it's not a thing. Ain't nobody afraid of anything or whatever, but the media is, is pushing the fear. They're, they're uh, making people take notice, even though there might be nothing to take notice of. You know, so so by having headlines like this, it, it makes people, you know, become uh, get put in a place of fear, you know, and, and they act accordingly as a result because they think it's the new strain and it's going to be some crazy stuff. Now, uh, that being said, there are no mandates, right? There are no mandates yet. Right. Um, and I, I don't know if we'll get to that point. They, they might have mass mandates in in um in government buildings, but in the public, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. That's, but I think that'll be the extent of it. I don't think they can pull off another lockdown. I really don't think so. But there's a lot of, of rumors and, and rumors of rumors surrounding these things because everybody's waiting for it. I don't think it's going to be that simple. I, I think uh, if the, the social engineers learned anything from the last time, they're not just going to, to throw it on people like that. You know, um, I, I, I don't know. And I, I'm, I'm afraid to see what will happen when they're actually going to lock you down again. I, I'm really afraid to see what will happen at that point, but I don't think it's coming right now. I could be very wrong, but they are trying to scare you into wearing masks again. They are trying to scare you into taking vaccines. Apparently some school districts in San Antonio, Texas are already shut down or did shut down for a certain period of time. And, and a school district in Kentucky is also shut down, you know? So, so these things are real. They are happening. Um, is it to the extent that Alex Jones warned about and everybody is talking about as a result? I had several people that aren't even connected to the to the alternative media hit me up and say, hey, this guy, Alex Jones, said X, Y and Z. How true is this? What's going to happen? You know, and, and I don't have the answer, but but uh, I maybe it's wishful thinking, but I don't think we'll see any lockdowns anytime soon. What's up, Tony? Well, I happen to agree with uh, with David Knight on this. The only real science behind any of the last uh, three years has been behavioral science. I mean, this right. is something they are probing the perimeter, whether or not behind this is another a plan, a real blueprint for a real lockdown. I'm sure they have that. Right. I mean, they war gamed 
COVID-1984, uh, they warned wargame that for the past 20 plus years, you know, starting right. with Dark Winter in June of 2001, as we know. So uh, I think there there is there is cause for concern. And you have to think of how much of this is social proof, how much of this is people hearing that there's a possible lockdown. Uh, then you see a flash across the headlines like Drudge today, New York mask up. How many people start wearing masks because of the headlines that right. there was really nothing behind? And that's that's the power of the media, the power of getting people to comply with uh, the majority or the people that just the, the perceived majority or something like that. That's what the media is for. Um, you know, Don had that great article he put out a couple of days ago. The only thing we have to fear is fear porn itself. Um, that's that's one thousand percent true in our time. So I think they will. It, again, if the power structure sees that there isn't much resistance, then they have incentive to push this. This could be a probe of the perimeter of our mind and what we will comply with. Right. Uh, so I would say remain vigilant. Do not comply. Uh, at all costs, do not. We will not go back into lockdown. And I don't. I think there's millions of Americans that will not do that. I think they know that. You know, to they'll need something else. They'll need something. Something has to be has to be more forceful than a new variant. It has to be something yeah. heavier. Yeah. Uh, I don't want that, obviously, but uh, that's that's what they'll need. And my guess too, Billy, is that something will need to be codified. Uh, and wedded to climate, they need to do something with that. That's because that's the bridge, the bridge to the real totalitarian 15 minute city, eat bugs for Greta, for Klaus Schwab, and the World Economic Forum people. That's there has to be something with climate, it can't just be the uh, <laughs> the, the COVID 1984. So, I don't, I don't know, I don't think this is the I don't think the lockdown is is happening right now, but I think that uh, we are in a in a dangerous position of complying without uh, anything happening, and so yeah. that's why the power of the media uh, is so important to observe. No, absolutely. I think I think you're 100 percent uh, spot on with everything, and the climate stuff is coming, whether it be true or not, it's coming. So, uh, or it's here already. Um, a lot of the 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 fires that have been going on are being blamed on climate change. You know, whether whether they know it or not, you know, some of these are, are man-made fires almost admittedly. And they still say, you know, it's um, it's the environment. It's it's it's, you know, climate change causing these things. And, and that's what's going to be the ultimate push. But I, I think you're right. In order to see a real lockdown of the sort that we saw uh, in 2020. I think for most people to comply and businesses to shut down again in, in a peaceful manner, you're going to have to see bodies on the street. And, and um, they are not above bodies on the street. They are not above it. Okay. So that they haven't done it yet. Thank the Lord. Let's hope it never happens, but something will be let loose and, and they'll blame it on some bug that came over here because it's hot now, you know, <laughs> It's hot and the bug is here and it shouldn't be here. And boom, everybody has some freaking uh, uh, weaponized form of malaria and, and people are falling on the, on, on the, on the, on the floor, having fits like back in, in China, when we saw those videos that may or may not be true because we never saw that here in the United States, but that was part of the fear. And that, and that, that video went viral of, of that guy having, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, uh, uh, uh just convulsions on the street and blood coming out of his freaking mouth. And everybody was like, whoa, look at that. That's COVID. Couldn't be further from the truth. But that's what it was. That's what we were fed. And that's what we believed as a result. And, and it was easier for people to, to comply. But now most people know that it's nonsense, um, that that aspect of it was nonsense anyway. And um, here we are. But if we start seeing people on the streets here, you know, um, people are, are going to be quick to, to uh, stay behind uh, behind their doors and even roll up their sleeves. So they've done worse. They've done worse before. These people aren't above anything. We, we are guinea pigs to them, and we need to stay alert and, and remember that fact. Even though we are far removed from some of, and, and we can make an argument that we're not even far removed, right? In reality, we were just, we're being experimented on now. But the big one, something like uh, Tuskegee or the Guatemala experiments, you know, they, they've been several decades since they've happened. Um, that doesn't mean they're not going to do it to you. 
you know, it's just a slicker way now. They they, they do it on, uh, you know, they've gotten smarter as a result. You know, anyway, Don, what are you thinking? They're going to lock us down or what? What are you thinking? <laughs> well, trying to predict what they're going to do <clears throat> is uh, almost impossible. And Tony mentioned my article. I appreciate that. But uh, I went over, you know, this is where we're, we're living with nonstop fear porn. This is all they send out to us all the time. And they realized how well it worked with, Psy, with the Psy, greatest psyop in the history of the world, COVID. That was 100% fear porn induced. And it started, as Billy Ray said, with the, the people convulsing in the street with blood and the, the woman in, nonsensically running around spitting on doorknobs like, you know, those crazy Chinese, you don't know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, trying to lock the, nail them in the houses when the windows were, I mean, crazy stuff. And then, of course, they just matter of factly at the end say, well. Turns out that, you know, we, we were including cases of pneumonia in this. And all this is in my book, Masking the Truth. But um, will they do it again? It, it certainly, I didn't think they'd do what they did the first time. And I think, mm-hmm. again, as always, we'll talk more about Trump. But Trump is always in the middle of everything. And uh, he him making that statement he did earlier this, you know, a few days ago or whenever it was where he said, you know, we're not going to stand for it this time. We're not going to lie. I think he said everything he says is for a reason. Because it's the Trumpenstein project, so uh, him saying that is a change for him. Because he, of course, you know, is the one who issued the original lockdown orders. He's the one that's brags about the vaccine, and now he's saying I have to take it. So, why did he say that? Is is it? Are we going to have a part? Is it going to be Friday the Thirteenth Part Two? Is Jason going to be more powerful this time? Is uh, are we? Are they going to? You know, you see, they're playing hardball with everything now. Right. So, our, and again, it's all through Trump. Trump's the designated guy. He represents us, the supposed opposition. And he gets up there and, you know, says the dumb stuff he does. But so will will, the, will they punish him for that? I don't know. Will that be his next prosecution that he's inciting the public, uh, you know, not to uh, comply with lockdowns? I, at this point, nothing surprises me. But there's a reason he said that. I I hope Tony's right. And people say, well, this time we're not going to stand for it. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I I think there probably won't be as much unanimous support for it this time. I mean, right. there won't be as many because people kind of, even if they're not on board with being awake about it, they realize, well, at the very least, the danger is exaggerated. Right. So uh, I think that, but I don't know, man. I think millions still will. And I think, again, if they get Trump involved, a lot of those people that, we're, you know, kind of tired of that the first time. If Trump becomes like the leader of the opposition to it, then you're probably going to have millions more who have Trump derangement syndrome say, give, give me another booster. I'll show Trump, you know, <laughs> and I and I, I really think that's the case. So uh, I think you have to analyze why he said what he said. But it's it's uh, it's, it, you know, the fact that they may be doing this again, I it's just it's just astonishing to me. But again, I've talked to relatives and friends and stuff who've had eight boosters and have had COVID four times. And it just, you know, you try talking to them and they just, they have a blank look. Yeah. You know, they said it would have been much worse letting it. Okay. I, I don't know what I can say to you. So hopefully people wake up enough this time, but I don't know all the small businesses they drove out the first time. I mean, they don't have to worry about being out of driven out of business this time. Cause I think most of them never got their business back. So I don't know how much opposition will there be people that, if you're mandated to get a vaccine for your job, I mean, there were some people that, that didn't do it last time, but that's, that's some, that's a courageous move. You know, I'm, I'm out of the workforce. You know, I just write, but uh, for a living now, but if I still have my job in it and they had mandated that, I mean, you can bet my wife and, you know, kids, which with most of them say, you know, you can't give up this job. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. And so that's, I'd like to think I'm principal enough, but I don't know if you have a good enough job and you realize what are your options if you lose this job, so I don't know. It's easy to say people can't do it, but you got to have money to survive. You also got to figure out what what hill you're going to die on, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and what what battles to win and what battles to lose in order to move forward. You know, so yeah. all of that needs to be taken into account. And I think you did a very good job at balancing out the conversation because ultimately there are a, the majority of people in the United States will still comply. You know, yeah. um, it's just I think the resistance will grow whatever that portion is, I think it's going to get bigger, you know, and, and it's a, it's a, a vocal resistance, a vocal minority. I think it'll be enough to push back while the majority are still following suit. 
you know, um, uh, I think I think you're right. I think you're 100 percent right. There's a lot of people that are just going to go along. To- I'll add something, Billy. Let's do a thought experiment real quick. What's got what happens when you combine the, a supposed new lockdown or new restrictions with economic hardship? You get real pushback. See, that's the, that's that we didn't have that in 2020. They said you were they, you were non-essential. Uh, they they promoted and floated big business. There was what a new billionaire a week. They have just pumping trillions into the economy, creating new currency. That's not gonna. I don't think they can do that again. I don't think that that formula will work. Uh, we've had massive uh, shakeups in the the uh, reserve currency status of the dollar and how much it's being traded. Um, every time they do that, it, it makes it weaker. I don't think they can do that again. Not like they did. So I think you you combine that with a, a downturn and a real downturn in the economy, you're going to see just like Gerald Salente says, uh, when people lose everything, they lose it. Right. Right. You got nothing left to lose. I think that that is going to be a different, it's a different environment, different scenario. They have to run simulations. Unless they hit too. them with a universal basic income, Tom. Well, it's it's just yeah. basic enough, right? Right. <laughs> just basic enough. I don't think I don't I don't even think that will. I think there's. There's not enough, I don't, and, and for the, they don't have the infrastructure for that yet. So we're, if you're talking about real lockdowns again, going into a, a, a an economic climate like this and the aftermath of what they've done, it's a less likely chance that they'll get anywhere near the same results. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I, I will tell you though that a lot of people that were getting the unemployment were doing better than the jobs that they had. You know, um, and yeah. uh, so so it's it's. Even though it's nothing, it's crumbs off the table. People are really living in a fucked up state, right? So that's a little more for them. And they were like, oh, good. You know, we, we can use this. We And it was a blessing for so many people. You know, I mean, even though it put us in the state that we are in now, you know, and it's, it's Don says this many times, the United States is the Titanic. It's a sinking ship. You got to find the, the life rafts. You got to find the life jackets. Take them and go. You know, I mean, it's 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 not sinking, you know, at, at a dramatic pace, but it's sinking. You know, it's 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 going down. We know it's going down. Not everybody does. Some people are still playing in the band. Some people are still dancing and drinking. We know it's going down, and we're trying to tell people, hey, it's going down. Let's get ready to get out of here. You know, um, and it's gonna be years, maybe decades from now, but it's gonna happen. You know, I think that's inevitable at this point. There's no turning back. Uh, regardless of that. Uh, I, I do think we'll see some resistance. I, I, I'm hopeful. I mean, uh, I'm more than hopeful. I'm, I'm I'm fairly optimistic that that's going to happen. I think I, I think it's probable that there'll be more of a resistance this time than the last time. But still, that's not to say that the majority of the country will not um, are going to uh, comply and they're going to follow suit and they're going to be scared. And even the ones that aren't scared. Like Don said, they got jobs. You know, the people are living paycheck to paycheck. Even those people making a decent wage are still living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, and so it's it's a compromising situation. This is how we know that we are not free. We are owned lock, stock and barrel because we are told what to do. And there are conditions around everything. And who handles those conditions? Who is in charge of setting the conditions? Those are our owners. Plain and simple. Um, you made reference to Donald Trump a few times, Don, and, and I want to give context to the people. We were talking about it beforehand, but I don't know if anybody saw what he actually said. As the leader of the opposition, <laughs> this is where he's placing himself. Um, Tone, do you have it? Yeah, is it, is it available? It or do I need to kill time? Yeah, just kill time for a second. Let me get I it up. I am so going to yeah. kill time. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> How are you doing? What's Hold up, on. Iron Maiden? Liz, the Iron Maiden, is in the chat. If Liz, the Iron Maiden, was here in the United States, here in New York, I'd bring her with me to Free World NYC <laughs> next weekend. All right. Uh, don't anticipate a show next weekend. If we do stream live next week, um, it'll be it'll be from the event. You know, um, we're not we're not going to be here. Uh, But we'll be back on the 16th with uh, the crew from Unjected. I didn't tell you guys. uh, The Unjected crew is coming here. And they they have that dating site uh, for uh, people who don't want to get vaccinated. That's part of the resistance. Okay. So here's Donald Trump. And uh, and Don was talking about how he's uh, positioning himself 
And this is strategic. Somebody told him to do this. Yes. But I mean, for anybody who has eyes to see, you know, it's it's the hypocrisy of this message is incredible. Like I, the bold face, and I see bold face lies in the alternative media all the time, all the time. And, and it upsets me. And then people turn around and say, well, why are you upset? Why are you causing division within the alternative media? Why would, what? I, I can't deal with it. But this, this is like, uh, I mean, just anybody that was paying attention <laughs> during this guy's presidency should be like, wait a minute, at least do that. Just stop and think and say, wait a minute, something's off here. Anyway, play it for us, Tony, and then we'll talk about it. Hopefully we're good on the audio. Make sure you, see. you can hear this guy. The left-wing right. lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words. We will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election, and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election, even if it means trying to bring back COVID. But they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Can you Thank rewind you that much. for just a second, just that part right there? Go ahead. Mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. No Thank more. you very yeah. much. A little more. A little bit more? Okay. Yeah. I'll go back. I'll just go there back you go. a little further. Right. We will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Did you mess Thank up? Thank you very much. Was that a mess up? He said he would yes. use the federal government to, to, to find anybody that opposed mask mandates. Did I, did I, meet, did I read that wrong? Huh. Mm, uh, is that what he said? I'm asking. Literally. I, I I think I took it the way it was supposed to be, but I don't know for sure. Uh, you want to run it one more time? Yeah, play it again. I, I didn't get that. The 2024 election, even if it means trying to bring back COVID, but they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or yeah. a vaccine mandate. Impose. Impo 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 imposes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Imposes. imposes is what he said. Okay. Yeah, I heard opposes. All right, yeah. cool. All right, regardless, so that's the deal here. So, I mean, anybody in the chat, anybody listening, just stop and think about it for just one second. What this guy is up here saying, what he's trying to do how they are trying to manipulate you, right, by your feelings. Because that's all, that's all, that, that's all that's going on here. They're, they're trying to manipulate your feelings. Those with the Biden derangement syndrome, with the Democrat derangement syndrome, right? Listening to this guy get up there and literally talk out his ass and say the exact opposite of everything he took part of. And he said, the, the one that pissed me off the most, there's two of them that pissed me off, the vaccine one for sure, because it's his vaccine. And second, he's like, your lockdowns, we're not going to take your lockdowns anymore. He did this. He, he did this. He, he did the lockdowns and he was proud of them. He, he said that everybody had to get vaccinated. He said it before COVID. He said it for the MMR, for people to get into school. Everyone needs to be vaccinated. And now he's like, we're going to oppose your, your uh, vaccine mandates. What the hell? 
Like, I mean, and, and that's this is the thing. It's like, does anybody not see this? We don't need they live glasses to see this. <laughs> like, I mean, bold face lies by this man. Not even taking account. Let, let's say he repented and took accountability for everything that he screwed up and said, yeah, I locked down a country. I shouldn't have done that. Won't do it again. Yeah, I forced vaccines on the people. That was a mistake. I, I mean, I'd still think he was a piece of crap, but at least I'd have less, less to argue about. But not only does he not do that, he just turns around and says, we're not going to do what you did to us. But he was the guy in charge. He was the guy that takes credit for, for the vaccine. He's the guy that locked down the country and gave states a ton of money in order to comply along with it. He did it. It's not, it's not their lockdowns. It's his, his lockdown. It's not their vaccine. It's his vaccine. <coughs> you know, uh, and, and admittedly took it. You know, so what's this about all of a sudden? It's a Cambridge Analytica style op. They are appealing to the emotions of the alternative, of the conspiracy theorists, of people that believe what they have pushed on us. It is a psychological and psychographical operation. Tony Arderburn, what's up? Well, it's also an IQ test. I, I would say that uh, it's very brilliant, uh, masterful. It's probably not the work of people so much as it is uh, data mining algorithms and so on to right. see what phraseology, what oh, yeah. subject matter people are talking about. This is a, this is like you said, Cambridge Analytica style data mining. And this made, uh, you know, put into reality by by Donald Trump, the guy who locked you down. And again, um, uh, this panel, our, our, our show, we've been on this for years now where we're saying, look, uh, we would love it. If this was real and this was a real opposition, I I would be behind it. But because it is not real, I can't abide by it. I I like what he just said, but oh, yeah. then I realize because I have a memory that he did it. <laughs> so I can't yeah. I can't get around that. I was right. talking to my brother yesterday. It's, I mean, the same, same kind of conversations I have with with intelligent people that that love this country. Because they're like, what do we do? I mean, we got Trump talking about this. He's 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 voicing my uh, my opposition. He's chan he's channeling what I feel, and it's it's saying this in in real time on the television, and and opposing the people that I believe are enemies to my freedom and I and the Constitution and and our way of life, all that stuff, the ruling class. Unfortunately, and I said yes, but he did it. Yeah. Because that, so we go back to where we started from, and that's the that's the brilliance of this op. I don't know. I mean, if you're a regular person, this sounds great. And you get to have your left, right, you know, you get to set up your teams. You get to feel like you're cheering from the, you know, the stand and you're a part of this. And that, and then Donald Trump is speaking for you. This is really sophisticated psychological warfare, as you said, Billy. And unfortunately, um, because we are where we are in this guy, I, I don't, I think it's only going to get stronger. Uh, you know, and, and, and people aren't going to link that. It's only going to be on the, the, these niche kind of friend shows that we're on right now as analysts um, that we say, look, this, uh, this is obvious. It's not going to be, unfortunately, it's, it's it, it, America unplugged is not, <laughs> it's not going to have uh, capture the hearts and minds of millions and have people uh, start seeing this for what it is. Um, but we're going to have to ride this through because it's only got, it's, he's only going to grow more prominent yeah. as these things roll out. And uh, anyway, they, they've done it. Whoever's doing this, this is this is starting to look a lot more like the Cambridge Analytica 2016. Yeah, because he's capturing the uh, he's actually capturing the mood. You know, he called it a big, beautiful vaccine, all that stuff he was running after. You know, he left the White House um, and people were pushing back and saying, no, even on the rallies and you go to the thing you could see this. The popularity start to wane. Only when Mar-a-Lago was raided, and we've been on the trajectory since that, that his he's going back up. DeSantis, remember DeSantis was on the rise, and people were saying, "Well, we like Trump, but you know he's yesterday. Maybe we get a fresh face. We like uh, it, 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 somebody a little bit more steady." All those, all that's gone. Yeah, and it's Trump all the way. Right, absolutely. Uh, Don, what's up? Give me your thoughts. You you brought this up. He is the leader of the yeah. opposition. He's. I mean, this is this is what I mean by the Trumpet side project, and. 
um, it happened all throughout his, his, his four years. It's only like, you know, you know people, people, again, I try to tell people all the time, if only he had had four years as president, because uh, he was in power. His first two years, he had his stupid Republican, uh, Republican Party he had the Senate and the House both, just like Biden did in the first two years, and uh, he got nothing done. Now, of course, they will say it's because of the bad Republicans. Okay, well, then why don't you idiots who support the Republicans, why don't you elect any MAGA candidates? And why aren't more MAGA candidates running? Why isn't Trump? So it was always a one-person move. And what it was, But Trump, I pointed this out many times, that uh, the Trump and Stein project was to put this guy out there something he wasn't. He never did anything he said he was going to do. He deported fewer illegal immigrants than Barack Obama did. And that was his central issue. Right. I mean, it doesn't get much more ridiculous than that. But he spent those four years tweeting and observing, and he would always act like he's doing now. He would act like he was you know, sitting in a trailer park drinking beer, that he was an outsider, that he wasn't president of the United States, that he had no power. Because he would make an observation like so many people I've heard over the course of my life, relatives, you know, drunk people at cookouts and stuff, making observations that are on target, but they have no power. That's exactly what Trump was doing. He never did anything and he's doing it now. Anybody that thinks he would do something he didn't do in four years and he's, they're converting all the, uh, they know the, the, obviously a lot more uh, opposition this time that will be to any kind of lockdown. They're converting it now and making him the leader of it. Just like I said before, that guarantees the opposition will diminish because they're not going to, a lot of the people that might otherwise say, yeah, we don't want this again. If Trump is for it and they're promoting him as the figurehead, you know, then, then that's uh, people say, sign me up, give me my vaccines. Cause that's what the hatred is. That's what the, again, it's all part of the Trump is uh, Trump side project, the Trump derangement syndrome. Right. And this guy, he's being used He's the central figure. They used Alex Jones a little bit. Uh, they may still use Tucker Carlson. I don't know if they put him on some kind of bogus trial, but Trump is the figurehead. Trump is being tried repeatedly. He's being tried, you know, he's being prosecuted for opposing an election and, and that kind of thing. So to make it so if, if you get any ideas to oppose us, and, and that's the whole idea is if there is just like the J6 people, uh, they're calling that an insurrection. It was, you know, it was an insurrection without any weapons, apparently. But I mean, the message is, you better not think of a real insurrection. You better not really think of storming the Capitol. You better not really think of bringing your guns. You better not really think of confronting the police who we supposedly wanted to fund. So that's the message that if you, because they're acting like, just like with Trump, they're acting like the J6 people did things they didn't do, much as they're acting like Trump did things he didn't do in four years as president. So they're converting this this fake opposition into the real opposition. And so those of us that are sitting out there looking at the corruption looking at how bad things that are, we have nowhere to go because they, they've now made it, as you said, DeSantis, who I, I mean, I, I know DeSantis' background and he's, he's got strange connections, but he at least did some, some things in Florida. I thought he was a better option than Trump, really, to be honest with you. And he, he doesn't, he doesn't have all the baggage that Trump has, but for whatever reason, they, they've worked their magic on saying his, his campaign is, and it makes no sense. The campaign, there hasn't been a primary being held. Why would he be falling in polls? That makes no sense. Trump is getting prosecuted nonstop. And yet they're telling us, I oh, see that's going to be, I mean, I, you know, there, there's apparently, according to them, his support among black men is shot up, you know, like astronomical because uh, apparently black men are, are now going to vote for somebody because of his ridiculous mugshot. So again, that was part of it. If you look at, and if you look at that mugshot, well, they can relate to him now. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's what they're saying. Man, so if you, on. if you look at the right. mugshot, that thing, they probably took a hundred takes to get that just right. That's like no mugshot you'll ever see in the history of the world. He looks really good in that mugshot. Now, who else looks good in a mugshot? And he's obviously posing. It's obviously contrived. And there's probably you know lots of lighting cameramen around there to make sure they got it exactly right. And they brought it out. And he immediately, again, because he's Trumpenstein, the guy's a billionaire. But you mean to tell me that his first thought is, how can I turn this into T-shirts and grift and get money for it? But that's what he did. And again, this, it's all part of the Trumpenstein project. And uh, I wish people would read what I wrote about him before. It's it's more true than ever. He's, he's, he's in the middle of this. He is just like Emmanuel Goldstein in 1984. Go back and read 1984 again. Goldstein was, except Goldstein was very articulate. Mm-hmm. and can say all these things much better than Trump could. But Trump is speaking like the people. 
He's speaking for the proles. So he's saying the stuff you hear at cookouts. He's saying the stuff, lock their ass up, fire them, and all that stuff. So he's so he's getting millions of people who relate to that. Yeah, yeah, tell them that's what I'd say. And somehow they have the ability to not notice that he never does anything. He never did anything, and he's obviously not going to do anything now. So, but this is it. This is you know Vladimir, you know, and Nikolai Lenin back, uh, you know, the Bolshevik Revolution. He came up with that great line. He said, you know, the best way to to best way to control the opposition is to lead it. And that's that's what they've always done. And right now, the opposition is Donald Trump, and they're controlling it. Absolutely, completely and totally controlled, infiltrated, and dominated. That's all it is. Colonized. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They've taken over whatever real opposition was, turned it into a fake opposition led by fake men. That's all, that's all that's happened here. And and I, I want to take this moment to to branch over to Joe Biggs, and um. And the Proud Boys, listen, I'm no fan of, of any of that stuff. Uh, everybody knows that, right? Even though I really don't know what the hell the Proud Boys did, to be honest with you. But uh, b- besides Donald Trump saying stand by and stand clear or whatever, and I'm sure some people... Anyway, Joe Biggs used to work for InfoWars. And I, I literally, when I, when I saw the headline that he got hit with 17 years, I was like, is this the same Joe Biggs? I was like, yeah, and it is, right? And, and, and I started trying to look, he... he he, he got found guilty of seditious conspiracy. Now, I was talking with Tony off, off, offline, and I was like, is it, doesn't there have to be like a plan, like, a, like a, a, something that, that needs to be laid out in order to get found guilty of seditious conspiracy, like a plan to actually take over? I don't know if that actually existed. And, and, and now, he's, he's not totally innocent here. He, he, he went into the Capitol, he broke windows, he stole police. Um equipment you're gonna go to jail for that sort of shit right something's gonna go wrong but damn it 17 years like i i felt bad for the guy i was like wow 17 years there's another guy that got hit with 10 years and that's crazy he was a proud boy i forget his name started crying in the courtroom when he walked out he put his fist in the air and said trump won that's that's really asking for it like i mean stop stop the nonsense you know but regardless 17 years for Joe Biggs, I think it's very excessive. Uh, Don and Tony made a, made a references to the in the beginning of the show that it's it's really making an example out of out of people. Don't don't think about it. Don't try it. Don't try. And and this is the way we need to conduct ourselves moving forward. Don't give them any bullets because they will shoot them at us. We can't, they already have enough bullets to shoot at us. We can't provide them with more. And this is what we're doing when we go break into the Capitol. So was it an an insurrection? I don't believe that it was, right? But did people break into the Capitol? Yeah, they freaking did, right? And were some people let in? Yes, they did. And what did they do? They spinned the entire thing, took, took the event, the riot that went down there. There were some violent people. Maybe 10% or 5% of the people that were there that, that actually did this nonsense, right? They took that and turned it, weaponized the narrative into an insurrection against the United States. And they can make an argument like that because these people lent themselves to the plan, to the operation. They said, here, use me because I'm dumb enough to go in there and think I'm going to make a change, to take over. I'm dumb enough to come down. It's to come to January 6th and think that anything's going to change. And this is why if Joe Biggs got 17 years, and I don't think he deserves that. I don't think he deserves that at all. Not anywhere close to it. What's going to happen to Donald Trump? Nothing. What's going to happen to Alex Jones? They already did what they did to him. InfoWars is still running. It's supposed to be gone. You go to Infowars.com right now, it's still there. He's still making money. He's still operating. So what's going on there? What's going to happen to Ali Alexander? Is he going to serve 17 years? Michael Flynn, he's about to get another position in the White House if Donald Trump gets in. You know, like, I mean, all of these people that were instrumental in planning this nonsense and really, really had a plan to get people down there. Nothing happens to them. But the, the, the foot soldiers that are down there actually carrying stuff out because they think good, well-meaning people that think they want to get their country back, they get hit with 17 years. And, and, and Joe Biggs is not innocent, but 17 years. 
is a bit excessive in my not a bit a whole lot excessive and it and it's it's for the reasons that Tony and Don laid out don't even think about it so we can't we can't we are not in a position strategically to give these people any more ammunition against us and that's how we need to move when we're doing things in the future right now in the present and in the future we need to move as if Anything we do can we can be used against us. That's the way it is here in the hood, right? Any anything you do, anything you say, with these cops, that that can be used against us. So you you need to take it easy. You need to chill. Otherwise, you'll either end up dead or in jail with getting your ass whooped or something. That's just the way it is. That's the mentality that that people in the real opposition needs need to take into account and and use it seriously. Seriously consider it because this is what's going to happen. 17 years. They're using it again. They're using us against us. This is what's happening. Go ahead, Tom. Well, I have a question to, to begin my comments with. I have a question. Uh, what happened to the hundreds, if not thousands of people that were flown all around the country in 2020 to burn cities down? What happened mm -hmm. to the people that had a continuous riot in Portland, right. Oregon, where okay. the Department of Homeland Security had to remove their name tags for fear that the Marxist insurrectionists yeah. would find them and dox them and harm their families. They were afraid of the people that they were trying. They had undercover. They would grab people and try to, to gain intelligence from who and who was instructing them. This was the Department of Homeland Security that the following week after this. I mean, it was like a week long series of, of raids that these wherever you want to call it riots against the federal building in Portland. Uh, the next week, the Department of Homeland Security came out and said the number one threat to uh, the United States was right wing extremism. OK, right. they so they ignored that. Then you look at the uh, J6 debacle. Trump told the Proud Boys in the debate live on television, stand by and stand down. He invoked them, said and he told people to go to Washington, D.C. You fast forward to that. He said, go to the Capitol building. He did not go. Yeah. All right. These are real world consequences for a LARP. You've said it best, Billy, over the years. Where does the LARP end? It ends at the castle. They're punishing you saying this is a game. You took the game too seriously. So we're going to punish you. Right. And it, you, you have to think uh, all these sophisticated war colleges and uh, military planners all around the world. I mean, they must have egg on their face because the way that you really plan an insurrection is not through sophisticated military warfare and psychological <laughs> warfare. You get middle-aged conservatives that are unarmed and you send them to a Capitol building. That's right. how you do it. I mean, General Milley said that we almost lost our constitution when he was testifying in Congress in this building. <laughs> He said, in this building, we almost lost the, our, our, our constitution was almost overthrown. You notice how ridiculous that is? There's no power in a building. You're, you spend trillions of dollars on weapons and defense and intelligence. and all. I mean, do you how hard it is to overthrow a country? And you're not going to do it. The, the, the proud, whatever's, whatever this is, there's no way, even if they wanted to, that you would have even come close. It's not possible. There's no power in a building. It's who controls the nuclear codes. It's who yeah. controls the, the, the currency. Yeah. It's who controls troop movement. So think think beyond, beyond what the media and what these people are telling. It's so outrageous and such a shame on this country. And I agree, you know, vandalism, you know, you broke some stuff, you trespassed, you know, the guy's been in solitary confinement, time served. Let yeah, the man go. He's a veteran. He served this country. He, he followed. He followed that orange idiot uh, all the way to the end. Here, I mean, it's just. A, it's just. A, it's. It's disgusting to see what's happening. I, I cannot. I cannot stand it. I mean, we're just watching more and more. Where's where are all the? I grew up. There was liberals. Where are all the liberals? Where are all the 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 ACLU as Don mentioned before? Where where, where are all where are all the people that believe in justice? This is injustice. And yeah. again, and I would say the same thing because I'm consistent and I'm not captured by the left-right paradigm fulcrum. I'm not captured by that. I would say the same thing if they were persecuting leftists. That's right. Like this. You, of course. We're on a police state. If you rioted, maybe you had maybe you you were misguided or something. If you didn't hurt anybody, you know, the the punishment doesn't fit the crime here. This is Kafka-esque. This is the end of the republic. And I, it's it's just disgusting. I, I, you know, anything that related to this. And then I have, I have to watch.
Donald Trump come out and and pretend like he didn't do this. And, <laughs> right. then he, and he raised a quarter of a billion dollars. And he's still raising money. Still. Now, he took his his mugshot, his um his prisoner ID number, whatever they call that. He took it and said, we should raise this amount of money in the next month. Two million <laughs> in change or whatever. He said, this is what we should do. He's trying to raise money off of everything. He can The, the grift just keeps going. Go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry to yeah, interrupt you. It's the grift. It's the grift that keeps on giving. <laughs> the grift that keeps keeps on grifting. All right, Don. What's up? What are your thoughts? And then we're getting out of here. Yeah, well, and a couple of people pointed out in the chat too that uh, you know this is, and, and we talked about Joe Biggs, you know, 17 years, and I, I talked about the uh, the uh, school the school security guy who kept a 14 year old girl starting at 14, his sex slave in his home for 10 years and got 15 years. Another example I saw where a guy shot his, his, his teenage son, shot him in the head and killed him in front of the entire family. And he got even less than 15 years, I think. So the system is broken. It's a joke. No one should respect. That's why, again, conservatives, that's why there are no answer. Because there is no answer because they keep talking about law and order when the law is punishing them way more punitively than they're punishing people on the left. So it's absurd, just like they, they, the police are their friend. No, the police hate you. The police are weaponized against all of us, but they're really, you know, coming against you if they think you're mad. They're not on your side. And uh, we talk about the uh, the BLM riots that, that, that Tony talked about. And I don't know what the prosecutions were for those, but I know damn sure that no, and there are people that were killed there and nobody died on, on uh, January 6th at the hands of the protesters. Uh, it, it, the two people died at the hands of the police, but, uh, you know, uh, that, but, well, they, they'll I, use a different narrative for that. Don't. Oh yeah, they'll send it out because they killed themselves two months later, and right. they claim that was because. Okay, well, right. that's a you know if you're gonna if you're gonna that that's a new definition of murder, I guess. But, mm. um, but we know that people were directly killed during the January six. I mean the uh, BLM riots. We we saw the burning buildings, the mostly peaceful riots. We saw the massive destruction of property. We saw in Seattle where you had this guy from Crisis Actor Central. Talking about Donald Trump, this African warlord that came down armed with an Uzi, where they took over what two blocks in Seattle for weeks. Oh, the warlord! I remember. Yeah, the warlord. What happened to him? Was he prosecuted? I reached out to him. I wanted to talk yeah, to him. Yeah. I, I don't think he was prosecuted. I mean, he took over blocks in a city, right. and he was armed. Chaz, and he was doing it on Chaz? Instagram. Yeah, Chaz. Yeah, exactly. Chaz. So, again, what? How do you respect <laughs> the law? That and, and again. This was when Donald Trump was president. So that should have really fired Donald Trump up, right? You got a black guy with an Uzi, an African warlord taking over a city, and well, Donald that Trump's not going to stand for that. Years. I mean, if, I mean you, you took over freaking a city, right? He was the warlord of a city. Way more uh, way more dangerous than whatever Joe Biggs did. So, But nothing happened to him as far as I know. I, I tried to look into it, and I, you know, I researched these things, and uh, I tried to with the help of people like Chris Gray's obviously, but so Chris, I try to uh, find out and I can't find out, you know, they, they memory hold these things. So you don't find out what happened to him after that. Did he get prosecuted? What's his update? What, what productions is he appearing out in Hollywood or in crisis acting? Cause that's what he is obviously. And, uh, but you can't find this stuff out. And I talked <laughs> about masking the truth. Well, you can't take anything. That's why you couldn't take the so-called virus seriously. They didn't close the borders. And they didn't mind when you had all the marches for George Floyd and you had the massive fun the mass multiple funerals for him. We had the funerals for the black guy, I forget his name, uh, John something that died in Congress. He'd been there a long time. When you had those funerals, don't worry about social distancing, man. There's no super spreader uh, possibility here. But then you hold a, a motorcycle rally and, and oh my God, this is a, this is a super spreader. This is very dangerous. Donald Trump can't hold campaign rallies. That could be a super spreader. Well, what's the difference between that and a, and a George Floyd funeral, a George Floyd march, or a, for the other guy in Congress? So that's what we have here. What's the difference? It shouldn't. Politics shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter what. Like I said, I, I said I would feel the same way if that had been Black Lives Matters or Antifa or climate change or transgenders or whatever doing the exact same thing on January sixth being led into the Capitol by the police officers, breaking a few windows, doing whatever they did, uh, you know, putting their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk, you know, that kind of thing, stealing her laptop. And, the, and apparently the guy that uh, got that died mysteriously. And Chris can tell you about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so there's things like that, but I, I would feel the same way. I would be just as outraged if they were in prison and held there without due process. 
But the problem is the other side, the left, the woke left doesn't feel the same way. There's no consistency there. Right. They would feel differently if that had been if that had been one of their causes that they you know sympathized with, transgenderism, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, climate change. They'd be outraged. The ACLU would be outraged, and the right, the conservatives probably wouldn't. Very few, you know, they'd probably yeah, right on, get the but but they'd probably like the idea. But uh, there's no consistency, and the law can't be that way. You can't have the law be politicized like that, where some demonstrations are more equal than others. Some protests are more equal than others. Again, that's right out of Orwell. And that's what we're looking at here. And Trump is right in the center of it because his dumb orange ass was right there. He was the one that told him to come there. He's the one that promised that he would he would march to the Capitol with him. And then he went and then they played the pre-recorded message where his hair was a different color. Tell him to go home again. You wonder why people <laughs> go down to the rabbit hole. Oh because this is an entire production. But the people that are really hurt by this, it's just a shame that people... Uh, are, are paying for this. And, and again, Trump, whatever money he raised, I, he doesn't even talk about these people, let alone give them any money. Because the problem they have there is they don't, you talk to Lisa Belanger and people like that, where they, they don't have any halfway representation. So why doesn't Trump, although, although to tell you the truth, Trump's lawyers are so bad, I, I don't think they would want his lawyers, but uh, presumably they gave him the money, they could hire somebody. But this is, this is just a, uh, Again, it's this is all a psyop. There's inconsistency, and you can't have whether it's Joe Biggs or any or, or the J six people, or whatever. You can't have that kind of inconsistency. You can't have people uh, ruling and the law ruling with emotion instead of reason, and that's what you do. And that's why you have people that can prosecute thought criminals because that's what we all are. We're all thought criminals, and right now they're using Donald Trump primarily, Alex Jones, maybe Tucker Carlson, people like that. They'll use them as uh, figurative thought criminals. And that's what you, you get the message. Okay, you don't have these thoughts. You don't question Sandy Hook. You don't question the, the, the uh, electoral process. We have the safest elections in the world. Don't you dare question that unless we do. Uh, and and you don't, it'll get to the point where you don't question climate change or whatever. And uh, don't question transgenderism. You, you're talking about there are only two genders. It's getting to that point, And this paves the road for that. Don't think that, you know, and again, they may keep using Trump. Trump may make some ridiculous comment about how, you know, there, there's only, well, not ridiculous because it would be true that there are only two genders. They may prosecute him for that. And again, using him symbolically. Yet we, we know that I don't think anything's going to happen to him unless they decide to set up the PSYOP. I say that maybe he'll be elected from prison and they'll use a, a prop prison cell on a set where your president will be serving. But uh, this, this is just... It's just a joke. And uh, I, I don't have any answers for people. All I can do is just observe and hope that, you know, hope that somehow millions of people wake up. And I just don't think that's too likely. Um, the State of the Union address being held from cell block four, ladies and gentlemen, cell block four. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, man, yeah, we, we're going to see what develops. All good points by, by uh, Mr. Jeffries, the legendary. Listen, we're getting up out of here. Uh, the flat earth map. I will be at Flattoberfest in October, Liz. <laughs> I'm gonna get a real flat earth map and put it up if I can find one that I that I like. I'll throw it up there. I know this is the United Nations map or whatever, but I love maps, I think they're dope. Um, free world NYC next weekend. If you're around, come join us, man. It'll be dope. Everybody's gonna be there. We're gonna have fun. Tony Arterburn, Don Jeffries, Charlie Robinson, Richard Gage, um, Gard Goldsmith, Wayne McCroy. We're all going to be there uh, uh, talking and, and you know, having a good time, uh, presentations and, uh, you know, trying to spread a little bit of 9-11 truth. So come join us while we do it. Uh, and uh, while you're in New York, go check out um, Ground Zero. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, some people say it's a cult, right, that it, it's uh, Saturn worship because they're black cubes over there. Um, but um, I think I think it's beautiful. You know, so go go check it out. It's it's a, a fitting tribute to uh, the two most beautiful buildings I've ever seen in my life. Um, regardless of that, we are getting up out of here. Let's say what's up to the chat. Let me say what's up to Rockfin. What's up, everybody at Rockfin? I love you guys. Mr. Jason Barker is there. How you doing? Chris Graves, I got to talk to you guys. Both of you hit me up. Mr. Cooper needs to hit me up. What's going on? A Syrian girl, how are you? Good to see you as usual. Angus Mustang, the dude. Hit me up as well, sir. Need to talk to you. 
Um, what else? Who else we got here? And Christy is here, or Anne Christ? I always mess that up. She says something nice about us all the time. Christy, what's going on, Christy? How you doing? I uh, hope you're doing well. I saw a guard Goldsmith in the chat as well. I saw Colin Wysong in the chat as well. Uh, Rhonda Tate. How are you, Rhonda? Thank you for being here with us. Who do we have over on uh, YouTube, sir? Uh, we got uh, Everybody Hates Raymond, Liz the Iron Maiden, Any Word, Cat Goya, Harp 666, Chris Graves is here too, Sam's Bodies Tree, John Bassiglone. Nice. Uh, let's see. I don't think... Thomas Powell, what's up? Harlan Stonewall. Yeah, Cruise 4. What's up, Cruise? How you doing? Phil Fellows. <laughs> what's up, Phil Fellows? What's going uh, on? I think that's about oh, Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. Yeah, Mary Hartman's here. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Rain Cry 527. Wow. Lots of people. We have lots of action over here. So Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful to all of you. Gammy, what's up? I see Gammy. I see Nancy. Nancy Chambers, how are you? Greetings and blessings to you. Everybody uh, that tuned in, everybody that's not in the chat, Patrick S. What's up, Patrick? How you doing? I know he took off to go shooting or something. Go have fun. It is Labor Day weekend. Um, go do a, a barbecue or something. You know, it's really expensive. I understand that that meat costs a whole crap load of money nowadays. And eventually we're not going to have that. We're going to have a, a bug barbecues. That's going to be the new thing. You know, and they're going to be delicious and it's going to have a bunch of protein for you. You're going to be good to go. Enjoy it now while you can. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to go to Pennsylvania for a little, a little while and say what's up to some family over there. And, and relax before Free World NYC next week. Primetime with Billy Ray Valentine tomorrow night. Make sure you tune in. If I don't make it for whatever reason, I'll post an announcement, but I should I should be there. Um, and uh, theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com. America Unplugged right here on Rockfin, 12 p.m. Eastern every Saturday, with the exception of next Saturday, because next Saturday is Free World NYC. Go sign up for freeworld.fm. It's launching this month. I need everybody to hit me up so we can get that done. Hey, Tony Arterburn, tell the people what's up. Yeah, absolutely. Freeworld.fm. Uh, we are working hard to, to get that live. And uh, the, the event in New York City, uh, tickets are on sale. Eventbrite.com. It's uh, Free World NYC. And uh, much like William Jennings Bryan, I'm going to have free silver. Okay, I'm bringing free silver to the event. So if you, if you show up and you bought a ticket, you're going to get some silver from Wise Wolf. Uh, gold and silver and uh you get to meet me i can't bring beans it's too much i think she'd get mad at the other dogs in central park i can't risk that we might have a <laughs> might have a, a an incident and i, I just uh, can't have that kind of publicity um but yeah come down and see us for sure uh free world nyc don will be there uh myself billy uh charlie robinson richard gage and many others so uh look forward to seeing everybody next week eventbrite.com uh and then World NYC. Uh, go check that. Wayne McCroy just tuned into the ch to the chat. You missed the whole show, Wayne. What's going on? What's up? No excuse. Mr. Don Jeffries, the legendary. How are you, sir? Tell the people what's up. Well, again, if you please subscribe to me at Substack, Donald Jeffries at Substack.com. It's called I Protest, just like my uh, live streaming show every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on these same channels. Um, and uh, that's the only place I'm not being shadow banned. So please uh, become a subscriber there. That's the way you can Support me and do whatever you can to try to get Masking the Truth, my book out there that's being, it's become the most shadow banned book in the world and uh, they don't want it, but we're breaking down the library slowly but surely. So please suggest it to the Baltimore County just to broke down the other day. They're going to, they've been very kind to me in the past, so they're going to put it in there. Uh, so just, just suggest it to your library. I don't ask that you buy the book. I would like that, but uh, suggest it to your library. If you went to college, so suggest it to your uh, college library as well. Because college students, so we, you know, this is a perfect book for them. So please, uh, help, you can help out there because we try to get the truth out there to people. Sam Bodidree saw in in uh, in the chat. Rest in peace, uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Seventy six years old. That's still that's young now. You know that that yeah. that's young. So God bless. Uh, Terry Funk passed away. I think last week. The Funker. Uh, one of the greatest pro wrestlers in the history of freaking professional wrestling. What a beast that guy was. Always enjoyed seeing him, uh, especially the ECW run. I love that. Um, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Bob Barker. 
99 years old. Yeah. I was telling the guys at, at, at WLR, um, that guy's a G. Like, if I die at 99, there's no reason to mourn. You just say, damn, that dude did it. He, he made it. To, he almost made it to 100. I'll take 99. Good for yeah. Bob Barker. American, American legend, right? A piece of Americana, like Steve King said. What's up, Steve King? Um, and Bray Wyatt. God bless Bray Wyatt. Really sucks uh, what happened to him. And we spoke about him last week a little bit, but um, tributes still co coming in and, and – uh, you know, there's the COVID aspect to it, you know, because that's what they're saying. Uh, and it was a, a heart attack by a young man, 36 years old. You know, um, not not a good look. God bless him. Uh, and anybody else that passed away that that I missed, God bless anybody in the fams uh, of, of the peoples, you know, rest in peace. Our condolences. All right. We're getting up out of here. Don't burn the place down while we're gone. Free World NYC next week. Make sure you're there. If you're not, you're not going to get any silver. What can I tell you? <laughs> You're gonna play us out, Tony. What's up, man? Got it. I'm doing it. Take it easy, guys. Bye bye.